Right, good morning everybody again and again and again. It is a good morning. It's a good morning. It's the day that the Lord has made and we rejoice and we're glad in it. And um, the Lord has some things that he wants to share with us today. And so this is still continuing to be part of the Beloved series. It's part 21, and it's the title that the Lord gave me today is, What Time Is It? What Time Is It? So I'm going to go through a timeline of Pastor John and I's journey up until this point so that you can know, you can, each one of you know what our journey has been and what you're journeying in. At whatever leg of our journey you have, God has inserted you. You will be current. The Lord wants you current and up to date in the know so that you can really understand that he has a plan for each and every local church and so the plan that he has had for Pastor John, he's had in his heart from the foundations of the world, right? So I'm going to, I'm going to, it's, it's, that's just what the Lord asked me. He said, I want you to tell them, Sharon, what time it is so that they can have a recognition of my time. So, I'm just, just be on this journey with me this morning. The journey, I'm just reading from my journal as the Lord has been speaking to me. The journey, your journey, yours and John's, with Brother Jerry and Joe, too, you can look back on it. It's this phase now. It's this leg now. You need to know and see our journey. So, the Lord knew from the beginning, from the foundations of the world, he had planned for Pastor John and I to be together. He brought it about. It was his plan. Pastor John, from his mother's womb, and me from my mother's womb, he knew that together we would lead God's people, that we, he would lead a people. So us, whom he predestined, he foreordained, paths for us to walk in, he's been very strategic. We've just followed him one step at a time. We just loved him and desired and wanted very much to walk pleasing to him, to know him, to hear his voice, obey what he said to us. We were like Abraham, actually. We, we knew he was calling us, but as to the where's and the what's and the when's and, and the how's, we just walked and we just went. Part of our going was be planted, be planted. 
And like I've shared with you before, to be planted doesn't mean to attend church. It means you are planting the messages that he's bringing to you in your heart, with your mouth. Otherwise, you're just attending. Right? Be planted in this church. Desire the milk, John. Desire the milk, Sharon. Grow thereby. Be divinely connected. Be taught. Be touched. Be trained. Be transferred. Be touched. Be transferred. To be transferred. So, I'm just seeing here, I've got a few things. I'll get to everything. Thank you, Lord. So we were both, both of us having been thoroughly institutionalized, born into the system, not realizing many things, especially not knowing that we were riddled with tears. T-A-R-E-S, it's weeds. Weeds are seeds from the world, the wicked world system. Not realizing that we were riddled with tears, that the enemy sowed conversations and words that he had us speak that went into our hearts. That's Matthew 13. There were many things the Lord would have loved to have said to us along the way in our journey, but he knew, John 16, 12, that we couldn't Actually, in our development, we couldn't actually bear it. Jesus said to his disciples, there are still many things I would want to say to you, but you can't actually handle it in your development where you are at right now. Right? So there were many things that his love would have wanted to have said to us, but we were growing. So in our, in our journey, we were learning to focus on our personal spiritual leadership Pastor John was searching the scriptures. Pastor John was on his walk with God in his personal leadership. How, how, how am I to be loving my wife? What does your word say? How do I be this father? What does your word say? How do I be in your church? Jesus, what does your word say? How do I conduct myself spiritually in the business place. What does your word say, Lord? Learning, learning, gleaning, seeking, searching, inquiring in every stage of our development to do what we saw in the word to do. So learning to live with his touch, integrating our ways with his ways, still all the while not realizing the extent to which the ways of the world system had us thinking, acting, speaking. But slowly, but surely, as we were being touched and taught and trained from his word, where we were planted, with all the messages that he was bringing every week, and all the prophecies that would come to us from our pastor... You see, we were being pastored and shepherded from the pulpit. We didn't have to have tea with our pastor to be shepherded. We were receiving the shepherdness, the shepherding from his ministry and his calling. The word Jesus Christ, our shepherd, was shepherding us. 
And so, and from our plantedness, so we were being touched, taught, and trained from his word and the messages and the prophecies, prophecies from our plantedness. He was bringing us out and away to the safety of him, of his kingdom, and his righteousness, making progress on our journey. As I said, doing the words, husband thing. Doing the words, the wife way, the mother way. Pastor John, doing the word. What does the word say? The father thing. Discovering truth to live by. Walking, journeying with the Lord, individually and together. In the church, in the church, corporate, with the body. And so... In 1996, our divine connection to Brother Jerry began. In 1998, Brother Jerry ordained Pastor John and I, laid hands on us for all of our giftings and our callings to, be, to come to its fullness with him, with him, with our divine connectedness to him. In 1999, our spiritual father who is now in heaven, Kenneth Hagen, laid hands on Pastor John, and there was a prophecy. In the year 2000, we were blessed by our pastor, and Jesus visited Brother Jerry's wife to say that, because Brother Jerry knew that a church had to start in Fort Worth in 2000. He knew a church had to start, and so he said that, he said to the Lord, you have to show Carolyn, because Carolyn did not want that as part of her walk and life with God at that time. And so as Brother Jerry was returning to America from South Africa visiting us, he, Jesus visited Miss Carolyn and supernaturally he walked towards her with the church in his hands and put it on her lap. So by the time Brother Jerry got back from South Africa, she said, the Lord said that we need to start a church. At that time, we were called here, and um, uh, when we called Brother Jerry to ask him what we should do, he said to us, call it heritage of faith, because our church is starting now in Fort Worth, Texas, heritage of faith. Glory to God. So, that was in the year 2000. So what time is it? It's, let me see. Let me see where else I can go here with this journey. Here's another part of the timeline is here that I recorded in 2020. So where we come from, 2010, the time of God came the word and there was a shift in the spirit. 2011, Brother Jerry declared, our exodus has begun. 2012, Brother Jerry came in March to us. 2013, he declared more and more is what this new season will bring. For the God of glory is doing a new thing. A year of great grace. 2014, Pastor John went to Fort Worth with sons he had a personal meeting with Brother Jerry, and Brother Jerry said things, and there were things sealed 
in the spirit. 2015, the Lord spoke of manifestations, demonstrations, and visitations. The Lord gave Pastor John a prophetic word for identity change and execution was 4 by 4 by 40 So those of you that have come into this journey and you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm declaring this, that the Lord said to me, it doesn't matter what leg of the journey you, God called you into this, into this assignment, into this ecclesia, that you, have, you will partake of everything that he has said if your heart seeks him, if your heart longs for him, if you follow him, you will partake of all of it, right? And so, in 2015, the Lord gives Pastor John a prophetic word, and Pastor John separates, and we begin to pray in earnest for Brother Jerry. In 2016, the entire year, we prepare for Brother Jerry to come. With his health, he cancels his, his coming to us. We take the seed to him, irrational honor. The day before he goes in for surgery, words were spoken. We give, he says, he prays, he tells the people when I come. 2017, he declares the faithful will flourish. Brother Jerry comes in March and the Lord tells him to come back the next year and stay until he tells him. The Lord speaks clearly to us about legacy transfer. These are spiritual things, people. You can't work these things out with your mind. Yeah. If you're sitting there trying to work things out with your mind, you're not going to get it. I'm speaking of a spiritual journey that Pastor John and I have been on. A spiritual journey, giving obediences to the Holy Spirit all along the way. Right? So, 2017, the faithful will flourish. And then Brother Jerry comes in March. And the Lord tells him to come back the, the next year and stay until he tells him. Okay, I've already said that. The Lord speaks clearly to us about legacy transfer. In 2018, in February, Brother Jerry comes and he brings eight messages from God, he brings instructions from God. This is very important. God told him to come back and to deposit what he must deposit. Speak words that he must speak. That's just how God works, whether people listen or not. There are always those that will hear and obey. Right? So, he wants it to be all. That's his paramount desire, is that all hear and all change and all flow with him and come with him on the journey. So he came, bag of seeds. There was, I found myself in a place where I said to the Lord, Lord, what? What just happened here? He came. Our expectation, my expectation, Pastor John's expectation, I cannot tell yours. Whether it was of the soul or whether it was a spiritual preparation that you made to receive a spiritual impartation, we cannot tell. 
that will be between you and God. But the expectation was so great, we knew in our spirits God was coming to do a monumental thing here in our midst with seeds, word seeds. I said, Lord, now these eight messages and now he goes. You tell him he's done, he can go. And he said this to me, Sharon, have faith in me, have great faith that all the words spoken by Brother Jerry will be like Joshua 23, no, will be like 1 Samuel 319, that none of his words will fall to the ground. So you take all of his words, you take his words. And then I went through every message with a fine tooth comb. I went through every message and he gave me, he said, there we go, there we go, there we go, bullet, 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 point, 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 sow it, grow it, weed it, water it, right? And then he had me make that book, the weave, the glory weave, with all of the bullets and the points that he gave me, he said, give the people the points and the bullets, Right? Sharon, have faith in me. Have great faith that all the words spoken by Brother Jerry will find place and will take root and bear fruit. That not even one of his words in your day, like in the days of Samuel, it says not one of Samuel's words, words fell to the ground. That in your day, not one of Brother Jerry's words will fall to the ground. My words that I have sent through my messages have the power to produce everything that I wanted to accomplish fully. Right? So now the Lord says to me, it's harvest time for us. It's harvest time. It's harvest time for Pastor John. It's harvest time for me. It's harvest time for everyone that took his messages seriously. You cannot get a spiritual harvest from anything else other than his word. There's no spiritual harvest for any child of God but what they put in their heart and put in their mouth and put in their heart and sowed in their heart, there is, can be, no, because only the word of God is incorruptible seed. There is no other way for you to get a spiritual crop and a spiritual harvest of anything other than the word you've put in your own heart. That's why the word of God says, keep your heart. You keep your heart with all diligence. For out of your heart flow all the issues of your life. This is the word of faith that Paul says we preach in Romans 10. That the word of God, the messages of God that he brings is very near you. Even in your mouth and in your heart. So that you can do it. So that you can change into it. So that you can have it. It's God's way. The book of Peter says his word is incorruptible seed. It's only seed that you've sown in your heart 
that can produce spiritual because his word is spiritual. His words that he speaks to us, they are spirit and they are life to us. Right. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm just going to stay here. All right, I've got another. So our exodus has begun. Brother Jerry came in March. All right, 2014, 2016, the entire year we prepare for Brother Jerry to come. That's right. We take the seed to him because he cancels because he had had to go and have that surgery. 2017, the faithful will flourish. Brother Jerry comes in March, and the Lord tells him to come back. In 2018, February, Brother Jerry comes back. Bag of seeds. Bag of seeds. Um, Almarie, I want to ask you if you can make me a new one, please, because my other one broke. Remember, you made me that bag of seeds with a red ribbon. Thank you before I forget, because I want it to be a visual again in front of us. Because in order for you to be able to receive what Brother Jerry is bringing to you in January next year, he's got nothing to say to you if you didn't listen to what he said to you in 2018. You won't even be able to hear. Because the words that he did bring didn't take root. As as of now, yet in many of you they have borne no fruit. They went in your one ear and out your other ear. Right? God is encouraging you this morning. He's encouraging you this morning. Because he's giving everybody an opportunity from now until when when Brother Jerry comes to experience, if you'll lay hold of it, supernatural catch-up. So... Twenty eighteen, February, Brother Jerry comes, bag of seeds, glory book, holy weave, show me your glory. Some of you tried that for a month. To say, Show me your glory, Lord. Some of you have been saying it still every day since twenty eighteen. Some of you can pick it up. Show me your glory, Lord. Your manifest presence, your manifest power, and your manifest goodness. What more has he got to say to you when, if you didn't take his last words? What do you suppose that you will get from him? God works in sequence and order for our development and our journey together. If you miss that, you miss the big building block. It's, you're in a, it's vacuous. You didn't occupy You didn't develop. So, 2019 marvels and wonders, extraordinary manifestations, 2020. A new open door. Big things shifted for Pastor John in 2020. A cycle 
was completed. From 2000, when we were ordained by Brother Jerry, from 2000 to 20. The number 20, Brother Jerry brought that to us, is a meaning, is a cycle completed. And a perfect period of waiting over. That is why since 2020, there's been a spiritual continuum and a spiritual momentum because there's things that Pastor John has been waiting for in that last cycle, in that previous period that he's no longer waiting for anymore. They're happening and happening and happening. They're happening spiritually in him. They're happening spiritually in me. They are happening spiritually in the hearts of every person that is taking the messages every Sunday. We are experiencing the word of God happening in us. The power of God's word is exercising supernatural power within us. It's resurrection life coming into us, lifting us up out from among every death, every natural, every carnal, every dark, even while we are in the body. So, 2020, a new open door. God says, I will open a new door and supernatural increase will come through that new open door. So Jesus opened a new door for us in the book of Revelation. You can go and read. He says, I am the one that opens the door. It's a spiritual door. It's spiritual. If you're not spiritual, you're not going to see. You're not going to see. That's why the cry of God's heart through the call that's on Pastor John in my life is what's the point of you being a Christian? It's so that you can be spiritual, not natural and carnal. Why? So that you can be one that heaven can come down into your heart, into your earthen vessel, and you can become just like Jesus. You can experience inwardly his very nature. You can experience change by the power of God's word internally. It's an inner man experience because you, it's a spiritual experience. It's supernatural because you're putting supernatural seed of God's word in your mouth and in your heart and in your mouth and in your heart. And you're experiencing supernatural, spiritual, spiritual, spiritual. It's one of the things that Brother Jerry said when he brought bag of seeds. He says, if you're going to be ready for what God is going to do here, here, you're going to have to do spiritual things. When you don't feel like it. Because to do spiritual things has got nothing to do with feeling. Feeling is in your soul. Your spirit man is the real you. 
And your spirit man is tailor-made to receive all the messages that, pass, that, that, that are coming into this church. This is our journey. So, 2020, a new open door and supernatural increase. 2021, he declared a new era. New open door, new era. So 2020 was a very significant year in our journey, Pastor John and I. And for those that God has placed with us to walk with us and be with us on this spiritual journey, it's for those. Hallelujah. It's for everyone, but not everyone will choose. God desires for everyone to choose. I set before you all these wonderful spiritual things. Choose it. Right? So, a new door and a new era. I mean, I've got all these prophecies here from 2010 right the way through to 2022. But I believe that I'll be going through them at another time. So, so we journeyed together. It's harvest time now for us. All who come now at this time, it is the beginning of the harvest. Here with Pastor John and I, it's the beginning of harvest for the people here. Right? It's a harvest of spiritual things. It's the reward of the Lord. It doesn't matter who's been with you long, who spoke to me and who came after, who has recently arrived. All whose hearts are engaged with me will receive and partake now. Matthew 21 to 15, for I am good. It's the parable of the vineyard who comes to work in the vineyard who comes to be in his ecclesia, in his church. Who was first? And who was in the middle and who was most recent? They all got the same denaria. They got the same, they partook of the same. He says, I'm not fair. I'm good, and I'm just. And the Passion Translation says of that scripture, you're treating us unfairly, the ones that were first. You're treating us unfairly. He's not a fair God. He's a kind God. He's a good God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, thank you, Lord. Right, are you with me? Where we are now? So, what time is it? The Lord says to tell you it's harvest time. It's a harvest of seeds that have been sown. Word seeds for a long time. 
prophecies spoken over Pastor John, by the Lord himself even to Pastor John's heart. It's a set time of God. It's his set appointed time for us. It's harvest time, listen. It's constellation. Constellation were those messages that God brought through Pastor John. It's an assemblage of splendors and excellences. It's the arrangement of the times of God where everything has moved. All the planets and the stars have moved. Everything, spiritually speaking, now is moved into position and place. And we're all here now. It's legacy transfer time. What is that going to look like? I have no idea, but I'm getting ready in my heart for it. I'm preparing for it. Right? And so it's legacy transfer time. Everything that's been prophesied over Pastor John, been promised to him, it's coming to Pastor John. This is important that you hear this now. It's coming to Pastor John because he qualifies. He qualifies because of irrational honor. He qualifies on many levels. He qualifies. The T's and C's, the terms and conditions spiritually have been met. Right? Okay. Now I'm going to go here. Hmm? So what is required? So that's the time that it is. What is required? Terms and conditions are to be met. A spiritual condition we must be in. Spiritual preparation must be made. Not a moment to spare. I will prepare. So, where do you want me to read here now, Lord? Okay. Journey, right? It may feel like I'm jumping around a bit, but I need to get through everything for your ears to hear so that you can never say, I never knew. You are accountable for every word that God brings here. You are. You are. But I wasn't at that service, so I didn't know you were supposed to be at that service. You were supposed to come. You were supposed to sit at the feet of Jesus like Mary and set your responsibility aside. Right, he said this to me. Prepare. Prepare the way. Because, oh, so many things that I want to say, but I'm going to just stay with it, right? Prepare the way with humility and in humility. A heart condition requirement in order to be brought into my glory. A little child, along with great expectations and joy, true humility. This fasting is to humble ourselves. Come up in humility. I'm bringing many sons into, to, into glory, Hebrews 2.10. Have an enlarged heart, Isaiah 60. A soft heart, a full heart, with seeds watered and weeded from doubt and unbelief. It's a set time now to plow up the hard ground of your hearts. And so, Hosea 10, 11 and 12. Sow good, right seeds, righteous seeds, that when I come, because that's what the Lord said to me, I've arranged for Brother Jerry to come, but actually, Sharon, I'm coming. I want you to know he's my servant and he's my vessel. And he's coming, yes. But you've got to know and you've got to see and understand, I'm coming. I, God, am coming. You be ready for me. You be ready for me. 
right? <laughs> All the years of these teachings and revelations comes down to this. I'm coming with spirit rain and heaven rain and outpouring of my spirit in hearts, ready hearts, soft hearts, sown hearts, full hearts, child hearts, humble hearts, faith hearts with great expectations and joy. Hallelujah. I'm come to bring many sons into glory. We don't know what it looks like to have a spiritual harvest. We're going to experience it, those of us that plow up the hard grounds of our heart and sow the seeds of the word of God in our heart. We're going to experience a supernatural increase of the word of God in our hearts, in our lives, exploding, manifesting in the natural from heaven to earth. His kingdom, he's taking this opportunity to come to bring his kingdom to a measure in us. The kingdom of God is within you, he said. The kingdom of God is as if a man sows seed. It's all going to happen inside. It's all going to happen inside. You're going to find yourself resurrected. You're going to find yourself transformed and changed because of the word seed you've put in your hearts. Oh, Jesus. Right? So he said this. Rain. Rain. Spirit rain. Jeremiah 5.24. He gives the former and the latter rain in its season. That's the time that we are in now with Pastor John. Us with Pastor John, this is that time. I cannot speak for other churches. But I know the journey we've been on. I've recorded it. Meticulously. Every year. What God has said and what God has done. I know. He wants us in the know. Right. So, his rain comes now. He called it spirit rain. Whew. Right. The rain of my spirit. It happens in our hearts. Hosea 6.3. He shall come to us unto us as the rain, as the latter and the former rain. Unto our earthen vessels. I am come to bring many sons into glory. It's his time. It's his constellation. Oh, be ready in humility. <laughs> Evidence through obedience to his teachings and his words right here. In place, placed in position, in condition. It's going to be take off your shoes, holy ground stuff. I'm coming with my angels. Me, Sharon, I wrote it down there very quickly. I'm, I have none of my own thoughts and ideas about anything you're going to do. None. I have none. I'm preparing myself. Your good spirit. I'll come bearing gifts, girl, he said to me. Oh, hurry, hurry, make haste. Build quickly a platform of honor in your hearts. Before I come, honor for my servant. Then I can do here my mighty works. You remember Pastor John brought that message, Jesus could do no mighty works in a place where there was no honor for Jesus. He said to me, Sharon, I'm coming to do mighty works in everyone. I'm only going to be able to do a mighty work in hearts that are humble and honorable. Honorable in the way that Pastor John has been teaching honor. 
The way Pastor John has been an example in honor to Brother Jerry. Right? Then he said here, think not to reserve your honor. He's speaking to me. I'm speaking to you. Think not to reserve your honor for when, when Brother Jerry comes. Suppose not, I will do in you any mighty work. Perhaps a few minor things. My son's honor for his father is in place. It is indeed irrational in his obedience unto me. This is the example I've given unto you in this church to have the same honor for this one who lives among you in your own hometown all these years. Only this will qualify you for the mighty works which I come to do when I come. This irrational honor is already happening in people's hearts. They're not dazzled. I'll get there. I'll get there. I'll get there. Right? That's what he wanted me to say. So, I'm done with this. So, where must I go now, Lord? Right? Terms and conditions are to be met. I'm reading terms and conditions. It's humility and honor. Right? Okay. This is what he wants me to read you now. It was from one of Brother Pastor John's messages on the 14th of August, 2022, when he said the synagogue worldview, the synagogue worldview, he spoke about worldview, that we listen to all God's messages that come here through our own worldview. We filter it through our own worldview. And then he spoke about the synagogue worldview. So they, that was when they scoffed. They scoffed at Jesus. He's just a carpenter, the son of Mary, brother of James, Judas. His sisters live here right among us. They refused to believe him. Then Jesus said, a prophet is honored anywhere except in his own hometown and among his relatives and his own family. And because of their unbelief, because of their no honor, he could do their no mighty works. If that honor is not in place, by the Holy Spirit in your heart for Pastor John, if you think that you can have honor above for Brother Jerry than for Pastor John, you in the wrong order. Right. You're out of spiritual protocol. Right. So it says here, and because of their unbelief, because of our unbelief in this law of honor and irrational honor of what God is saying that we are to have in our heart by the Holy Spirit, Brother Jerry will come and not be able to do any mighty works here. Because God is coming. God will not be able to do any mighty works here. So, here's it. Here's it. So, the Lord opened my eyes to the worldview of synagogue or the worldview of church. So, everybody has a worldview of church, every Christian. This word worldview comes from a German word, Welt an Schung. Welt is world. Human existence, mankind, humanity, the physical world, the world of people. And Anshung is inspection, survey, visual perception, look, view, behold, appear, manner of regarding someone. So here's what worldview means. How you look at and see and choose to interpret how people go about their lives. The totality of what you believe about reality. Your conception of human life. 
So when it comes to church life, he said this, we have looked, viewed other people in church. We go onto the TV and we see how other people do church. Oh, that's how they do it. Oh, that's how they stand up on stage and they play and that's how they sing. Oh, that's what they do. Oh, that's what happens. Oh, he says here, he says here, okay, when we come to, it comes to church life, we have looked. You have looked. You have viewed how other people do church or how other people do getting together with God. We've looked. We see how they go about things. We think our understanding is good because we tag along to church and do what everybody does as we've looked. We learn to speak like others speak when we're in that environment and we think we know what church is. These church people in Jesus' day had their own view as they viewed Jesus and looked at him and listened to him and they decided and chose their own reality. They interpreted it for themselves. They chose their own concept and he said two things to me. Number one, my people have their own worldview of church. They've fitted their view of church into their worldview of all their learnings from the world's institutions. In this current culture, it's nice buildings, nice music, good inspirational message, just another Sunday, just another church service, just another component. In my life, I go to church because others go, I tag along, all from Pastor John's messages I'm reading. I tag along while he's speaking, I'm all the while evaluating the messages that he's speaking and my familiarity with the messenger. I know who he is. He lives among us. I know his family. I know his stories. Evaluating, weighing it up in your mind. Already the message is tainted and watered down because your head and your mind, your soul is evaluating it. If your spirit man is hearing it, your spirit man will make choices to say, I'm going to listen over and over and over again what the Lord is saying to me here until I get rid of my worldview. This in itself is the beginning of honor. This is my worldview of my church. Here's God now. Isaiah 2, 1 and 3, the living Bible. So this is God's worldview of his church in the living Bible. This is another message to Isaiah from the Lord concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In the last days, Jerusalem and the temple of the Lord will become the world's greatest attraction. And people from many lands will flow there to worship the Lord. Come, everyone will say, let us go to the mountain of the Lord. The mountain of the Lord is the word for let us go to church. Let us go to Ecclesia. Let us go to where God's people assembly assemble. Let me be planted. Let me go where God divinely connects me to go. <laughs> so, let us go to the temple of God, and there he will teach us his laws, and we will obey them. This is my worldview of church, he said to me. My house shall be called a house of prayer. The current worldview of Brother Jerry's coming. This is what he showed me. The current worldview of my people of church, they look on television, they've been to big meetings, they're impressed because it looks like a king's ministry. People have formed their own, my people have formed their own worldview of church. They see John, Pastor John, like any other leader that they've watched on TV. Okay, this is where you fit in, Pastor John, like everything else I've watched.
They see him like any other leader. They then see famous ministers as their souls want to. They like it so. Can I read that again? It's what he said to my heart. They see famous ministers as their souls want to see. They like it so. My people are in a synagogue system with their own viewpoint about it. Be impressed. Tag along. Let's go see. Let's go hear. Maybe he does something if he can do anything. The entire body of Christ has a church worldview. They are very, they are very much viewing it. They watch how my people gather. They watch how they sing. They are time clocked in, time clocked out. Bums in seat, seats, what is preached. Curiosity stirs them. Yet I'm building my church. My churches, strong local churches. I bring my messages, my appeals and my warnings. This one who lives among them, lives his life in front of them. The very one I've sent to be among them as I was among my disciples, my people, if you do not receive him and hear him, there is nothing more you will be able to receive from Brother Jerry except the sole excitement of having a more famous person than Pastor John coming. Selah. I'm going to read that again. God wants it out. He wants it out. He wants to know that he's been able to say what he wanted to say to you today. So that when he comes, you can be ready. In fact, he went as far to say this to me. He said, actually, the father, Brother Jerry, is coming for the son. He's coming for his son, John. And won't you be so glad if you can just get a crumb that falls off this feast of this table? It's his worldview. Pastor John qualifies. We qualify along with Pastor John as we follow Pastor John as he follows Christ in all things. So, my people, if you do not receive him, the very one who lives among you, there is nothing you will be able to receive from Brother Jerry except the soul, the soul the soul excitement of having a more famous person than Pastor John coming. As much or as little as you receive Pastor John's words is as much or as little as Brother Jerry's words are going to impact your life. The words received as from God all these weeks, these months past, these years past, through Pastor John will be your portion, your measure of what you will be able to receive from Brother Jerry. Sharon, this is it here, girl. If my people are going to receive anything at all, from Brother Jerry, when he comes, my people are to be ready, having built a solid platform in their hearts of honor for Pastor John, as he has long built this platform of honor in his heart for Brother Jerry. Let there be no confusion or uncertainty here. Let there be no doubt about my viewpoint here. 
Sharon, the degree of honor in the hearts of my people for Pastor John will determine the degree of mighty works I will be able to do for them, in them, through him and his anointing. The honor is primarily shown to me through my people's regard and obedience to my word. This is the scripture again, Sharon, that I speak to you and to my people. 1 Thessalonians 2.13. Amplified. That Pastor John could say, we especially thank God continually for this heritage of faith, church, that when you received the message of God, which you heard from me, you welcomed it not as the word of mere men, but as it truly is the word of God, which is effectually at work in you who believe, exercising its superhuman power in those who adhere to that word, trust in it and rely on it. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yes. absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. That's what it is. God has had us on a journey by revelation of messages. If you do not get the revelations that God is giving you, what journey are you on? You've got to get what God is saying. That's when your life will be whole and blessed. Right? So that's what the Lord said. This is it here, Lord. We especially thank God for this. That when you received the message of God, which you heard, you welcomed it not as the word of mere men, but as it truly is the word of God, which is effectually at work in you who believe, exercising its superhuman power in those who adhere to, trust in, and rely on it. And the Living Bible says this. We will never stop thanking God for this. That when we preached to you, you didn't think of the words we spoke as being just our own, but you accepted what we said as the very word of God. Of course it was. And it changed your lives when you believed it. So here Brother Jerry comes again. This is how the Lord gave him. I had him come in February 2018. He brought a bag of seeds. Judge yourselves in the light of his words that he brought to you. Hunger. Show me your glory. Press. How will he find you now? A people prepared in spirit. What must I do, Lord? I declared for 2020 a new open door. I said go big and bold through this new open door. I declared in 2020 that for this man, his period of waiting for many things was over. I declared that a cycle was completed. I came with strength and purpose to herald my new era. I said I will take the children. I took my time so, I could, so all could get it. It began on 5 July 2020 to December 2020. Then from January to July 2021, I came to speak to you about money, wealth, and possessions. And I came with the question, what is your more for? There are those of you spiritually stuck because you did not honor. You did not dedicate your children to me. You did not answer my question. You will have to go back if you want to be ready for me when I come. You have not successfully gone through this new open door. You have not successfully entered my new era. You have not had a change of mind or heart or lifestyle. You're still making your own plans for your children. Your more is still mainly for yourself to spend it on your own desires, for your personal security, for the future that you put your trust in. What more can there be for you after that? What other revelation light can you now receive having missed my heralding messages? God brings messages for change, people. Doesn't bring a message for you to sit here so that you can say, I came to church. 
I tagged along. Listen, this is just how he gave it to me. So, what, can, what other revelation light can you now receive having missed my heralding messages? They're, these are two foundational building blocks to go through my new open door and move into my new era for my church. If this foundation is not there, what is there then that you can build on with other revelation knowledge? This is my worldview if you are seated with me in heavenly places. For those who have messages in their hearts, for those who've had a change of mind and heart and lifestyle, these must continue with my words from my messages. From July to September the 1st, I spoke to you to blow your minds with scriptures, Bible verses and light. I told you among many things that everything is changing in the spirit, that this is my ordained timetable that you are on now, that there is great grace from me upon you now to change and don't allow this grace to have no effect on your lives. I told you to fill your minds with heavenly realities and to pursue the things over which I'm presiding. Blow your mind with joy, with love, with truth, with light. Get the reward. Don't serve money. It prevents revelation light from entering your heart. Get pastored. I brought the messages of the power of my resurrection life from October to December through to March 2022. Among many things I said that you share in my resurrection life, that you are daily delivered from sin's dominion by this resurrection life. Again, I spoke that Christ's resurrection is your resurrection. So you to yearn, yearn for all that is above and feast on the treasures of the heavenly realm and not with the distractions of this natural realm. In June, I began with beloved and I'm still there. Part 20 today, part 21. I require soft soil, word seed planted, watered and weeded, ready for a harvest and ready for my spirit rain. So I'm um, to tell you what time it is for us in this church. Wow, there's so much here. Why did I put here October 2020 in journal notes? I think I did read that to you, right? Okay, no. All right, this is a set time for us. God has this set time for Pastor John. There is a spiritual legacy transfer happening. Pastor John and I have conditioned and positioned ourselves for it through desire and obedience. You can too. God's here to bring this message to you today to tell you it's not too late. You can begin to be feverishly, spiritually, feverishly going about preparing to be ready for when Pastor John, when God comes through Brother Jerry in January. Right, Psalm 102.13, you shall arise and have mercy upon Zion for the time to favor her. The set time is come. At the set time, Abraham bore a son in his old age. Right, the set time is an appointed time. It's a meeting. It's a, it's a, it's a feast. It's, a, it's an appointed season. It's an appointed place. It's here. It's the time for which a vision is intended, and for all this, disciplined spiritual preparation is required. So, I'm just going to read to you what God gave to me before Brother Jerry came for, with his bag of seeds in 2018. He gave this to me, and I'm saying this now. I hasten to prepare, not a moment to spare. All my movements swift, not going to drift, not going to miss a thing what this legacy transfer will bring. I do not understand it in my mind, any of this that I'm even saying to you. But my spirit man is alive with these 
these speakings of God that he wants me to speak to you that he's been speaking to me. I don't know what, I'm not trying to work it out. I will not. I just know it's a God event and it's happening and I'm going to be ready. Right? Not going to miss a thing what this legacy transfer will bring. What does that mean, legacy transfer? Who cares if I don't know what it means? It's going to happen because I'm ready. Then I'll find out after it's happened. Every day I pray now. Every day I say now. I'm at every meeting, hearing every word, heavily vested in the spirit. I will it. Right. So. Read Brother Jerry's words. And the Lord says, That there's going to be a marked difference. So Brother Jerry's words here. Let me just read some of them in the way that he gave it to me. Message one, hunger, desperate people. Desperate people, desperate people will do things that normal people will not do. Desperate people will go distances other people won't go. This is how I prepare. I'm desperate to be ready. Desperate people will take measures other people won't take. Prayer. Every move of God has come on wings of hunger and prayer. We have not because we ask not. Hunger, hunger, prayer, prayer, believe, believe. The depth of my praise will determine the magnitude of my breakthrough. God is knocking intimate fellowship with him. Time set aside, uninterrupted, just you and God. A desperation for God's presence that no generation has ever had. A revival and mighty outpouring of the spirit is a profound encounter with God that requires disciplined spiritual preparation. And God is already given us that disciplined spiritual preparation to have all of the messages that come from Pastor John in your heart, in your heart, in your mouth and in your heart. That's the disciplined spiritual preparation. Together with the sounds, sound and song, right Disciplined, spiritual preparation. It's personal and it's corporate. These all continued with one accord in prayer. They continued steadfastly in prayer. We will give ourselves continually to prayer. They continued in the apostles' doctrine. Holy Spirit invasions, holy intrusion. God invading. The services, a demonstration of his great power, not church as usual. But for the church... To demonstrate a holy dissatisfaction with the way things are, we must break loose from spiritual lethargy and spiritual apathy. Stir yourself up. When I take the message that has come from Jesus to me during the week, I'm stirring myself up. When I'm coming to be intimate with him, one day at a time, I'm stirring myself up. When I'm setting aside time uninterrupted to be with him, I'm stirring myself up. That means, he said here, there's a price to pay. You have, God's not going to do it for you. You have to be willing to pay it. There's a shifting in the spirit realm that's already begun. 
That means doing the spiritual things even when you don't feel like it. That means doing the spiritual things. That means doing the spiritual things. That means doing the spiritual things even when you don't feel like it. That means doing the spiritual things even when you don't feel like it. That means doing the spiritual things even when you don't feel like it. That means doing the spiritual things even when you don't feel like it. The spiritual things are putting all of his messages that he brings to us every week. We put it in our heart during the week. That means when we pray, he speaks here about praying in the spirit. As soon as that means doing spiritual things. And then he spoke here about unity, one sound to be heard. And one of the prices that you will be paying is persecution. Don't stop God's depending on you, heritage of faith people. He spoke about revival joy. Joy is designed to be yielded to. Release the joy you have. Stir up your joy. Don't quench joy. Heaven is a noisy place. Church should be a noisy place. Right? Those who are planted, he said in message five, those who are planted in the house of the Lord, not those who attend church, those who are planted, who take his words and put them in their hearts, there's a whole, my whole teaching series is coming up now, very soon. I'll be finishing it next week, and it's going to be available. And I just see hungry, desperate hearts of Heritage of Faith people saying, show me, Lord, how to be ready for when you come in January. They're going to be glued to these messages. They are going to be doing these messages. They are going to be ready. They are going to be ready, ready for when he comes to pour out his spirit in hearts, in your heart and in my heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord are going to flourish. Planted people will encounter encounters with God every time. Oh, the spirit of glory sent now prosperity. The inversion has begun. We talk about the enemy of poverty and of lack and of want is smitten. Send the glory on my house. Speak about the goodness of God. Press, 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 he said. Press spiritually. Press to do the spiritual things. If you keep pressing and refuse to back off and refuse to give up and refuse to quit, he will show you his glory. He will show you his goodness. Glory to God. So, right, I'm going to finish off with this last scripture and then I'm done. Matthew 25, Amplified Bible. Right, this is my activating gift flowing this morning to activate you, if perchance that it can, that it will. But it is my activating gift that God has placed in me. It's part of my mantle. It's part of my calling, that if you will receive and be activated, you can be ready. You can be ready. Who does this? We do. Matthew 25, from verse 1, Amplified Bible. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, thoughtless and without forethought. They didn't prepare. Five were wise, sensible, intelligent and prudent. For when the foolish 
took their lamps. They did not take any extra oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil along with them, also with their lamps. While the bridegroom, Jesus, seemed to be lingering, lingered and was slow in coming, they all began nodding their heads and they fell asleep. But at midnight, there was a shout. Can you pull that shout up that you had yesterday from your spirit man now? Can you pull it up? Can you stand and let it come from your spirit? At midnight, there came a shout. Thank you. At midnight there was a shout. Behold the bridegroom, go out to meet him. Then all those virgins got up and put their own lamps in order. And the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, there will not be enough for us and for you. Go to the dealers and buy for yourselves. But while they were going away to buy, the bridegroom came and those who were prepared, those who were prepared went in with him to the feast. And the door was shut. Pastor John has spoken about windows of opportunity that open. They open. God opens a window of opportunity. And you either step through it and take the opportunity, and then it shuts. But the door was shut. Later, the other virgins, virgins also came and said, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, I, I, sol I solemnly declare to you, it was solemn for him. I don't know you. I'm not acquainted with you. I don't know you. You don't know me. This is not... These, these were ten virgins. But there are people that press in to know God. You can know about God. It's not the same as knowing Him. For Him to know you... You think he knows you outside of intimate relationship with him? No, he too knows just about you. He's relational. He only knows you in intimacy with you. Otherwise, he does not know you. He knows all about you. But he does not know you. So does that mean because I'm born again, 
and I don't know God since I got born again, that I'm not going to heaven. Of course you're going to heaven. That's the power of the blood. It's got nothing to do with beloved and knowing him and him knowing you. So, I solemnly declare to you, I don't know you. I'm not acquainted with you. Watch, therefore, for you know not. Give strict attention, be cautious and active, for you know neither the day nor the hour. But we do know that he's coming in January. He's so kind. It's like a man who was about, no, I'm not going to go there. That's all. That's all. That's all. It's a difference between the Martha and the Mary. The five foolish, the five wise. That's the difference. Did Jesus love Mary? I mean Martha? Yes, of course. Pastor John's been ministering to us all about that. But she was filled with the responsibilities of life, not sitting at the feet of Jesus. She didn't know. She didn't know him. She thought that she could go to Jesus and say, it's not fair that I'm doing all this responsibility work and Mary's just sitting at your feet, listening to your words. Right. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you today, Lord, for speaking to us. Another one of the, 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 the calling in the mantle, part of my mantle that's on me, is the Lord said it's to jerk the slack out of his people, to jerk the spiritual slack out of you, jerk the spiritual slack out of you. So if you'll just now decide to do one thing that's spiritual going forward, for those of you that are so out of spiritual condition, so out of spiritual condition, so comatosis, so filled with responsibility in your life, so not intimate with him, so not setting aside time to be intimate with him, so not putting his messages in your heart. If you'll just start to do one thing and ask God, give me a jump start, Lord. Give me a jump start on this dead, sleeping, lethargic, spiritual lethargic condition that I'm in. Do one thing that's come to you in this message that came today of what you should be doing. Do one thing. In Jesus' name. Father, I pray for your people today, and I thank you. I thank you, Father, that you will give them a jump start because you spoke through Pastor John and supernatural catch-up is available to us, so it's on the table for us, Father. And wherever your people are behind the power curve, Lord, your power is greater than us being behind a power curve, Father, that you will cause those that start now to come to you. They start now. They start now with something. They give you something, Lord. They give you something one day at a time. They give you something one day at a time. 
They give you something one day at a time. They give you something one day at a time. They give you something one day at a time that you will enable them, that you will give them a spiritual jump start, Lord, a spiritual jump start, Father, and lead them by your power of your spirit into a preparation that is very personal for them, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. This is what I ask for your people today. I ask for that for them today, Father, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, by the power of the blood, by the power of the Spirit. Hallelujah. That you will send your marvelous help to every man and woman and boy and girl and child, Father. Hallelujah. To be ready. To be ready in their homes, Father. Busy with the preparation. In Jesus' name. I thank you that your people are blessed going out. Now, bless going into their cars, wherever they're going into their homes, Father. They are blessed this week, Father. They are blessed, 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 blessed. Let your angels surround them. The word and the blood of Jesus surrounds each and every one of them and protects them, Father. Thank you that they live in the moment of your protection. Thank you that they live in the expectation of your provision. Thank you that you're drawing them to live in the essence of your presence. Thank you that they will be living in the function of this pattern of preparation, Father. Thank you, Lord, that they will be living now in the mind of your possibilities and in the knowledge of your probabilities and in the function of your power, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for your touch on them every day, them integrating their ways, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, and we all say amen. God bless you. Be so blessed by this message today. Be so encouraged that you can start now. That blessed me when he said, if they will start now, if they'll start now, if they'll start now, there will be a measure of readiness that will be there for a measure of harvest. Glory to God. Bye-bye, everybody. Love you all. Love you all.